0: This is episode 50. It's called Mishmash and a Medical Update.
1: Hello. So that is the title that we came up with. I I don't know. I couldn't think of a title for this episode since it's a bit of a mishmash, hence the mishmash. Um, yeah, it starts out with a little reintroduction for any new listeners, just who we are and what this podcast is about. And then we have a little medical update about Avery. And then some thoughts about how her medical journey keeps me as her mom tied to her in a way that's maybe different from how I'm connected as a parent to my typical child. So yeah, how do you how do you come up with a title for that? I don't even know. I was actually reading this uh, article that said that podcast titles should have keywords in them so that they can be SEO friendly. Um, I have been in the digital magazine blogging, social media biz since pretty much since its inception, I would say and SEO still mystifies me. I don't understand it. I personally like a, a tongue in cheek title, alliteration, possibly a couple puns. That's that's my jam. Anyway, title titles. Okay, let's just jump right on in.
0: Hey everyone, it's a very bright life. It sure is. Your life is so bright. I got to wear shades. We are so happy that you're here with us. Let's do this thing. Well, thank you very
1: much for joining us for episode 50. Is it just me, or when you hear 50, do you feel like going, ah, 50, (laughs) like Sally O'Malley from Saturday Night Live? Just me? Okay. Uh, Yeah, if you're new here, just ignore that. Completely irrelevant to what we're doing here. That's just a bunch of nonsense. Anyway, if you are a new listener, welcome to our mother-daughter podcast. This is something that Avery and I started this year, or was it last year? the years are all blending together during the pandemic. It's a little project and we decided that we quite enjoy doing this. So we're, we're going to keep, keep it up for a little while, as long as I can, I can cope with making words. Um, yeah, I am super excited about all of the new friends that we've connected with making this podcast. And I, I really wish I had found something like this when Avery was little, a podcast or well, podcasts weren't even a thing, then, but, uh, or maybe like a Facebook group or a blog or something that could have provided some community support. Um, I can say that when Avery was diagnosed, that would have been back in like what, 2007, my husband and I felt very much on our own because I don't know, it was just, first of all, we were blindsided. We didn't see this coming. And our geneticist was pretty much run off her feet and (laughs) she was struggling. Let me tell you. Very, very busy, busy business she was in, and it was impossible to nail her down for an appointment. So most of the information that we found was on the internet, and some of it was quite helpful, but some was just not helpful. It was way off base and quite terrifying, to be honest. So, but anyway, there were some parents who I was lucky enough to connect with early on. I found them through an organization online called the Chromosome Disorder Outreach. You can check them out CDO and, um, they were a little bit ahead of us in this journey. And so they provided just some information, some comfort and some support, and I will be forever grateful for that. And so that's one of the reasons why we're keeping this podcast going. And it's also why we share snippets and tidbits of Avery's progress and her life skills unlocked and all of that on Instagram. It's a tricky place to be on Instagram. Uh, I mean, it's a delicate balance between uh, sharing to connect and support and educate, which is what we are trying to do. But then there's the oversharing and the encroaching upon Avery's privacy. And I totally get that. It's, it's a very fine line. And I do always get Avery's consent before I post anything and I am careful not to allow her to share some of the videos that she makes on her own because they're not always, uh, what's the word? They're not always safe, like the ones of her standing in front of our house and right in front of our address or the ones that she films in her bedroom, which is her own private space or the ones where she's in a bathing suit or whatever anything of hers that she wants me to post. It has to pass the safety vibe first. Um, and I've also been making more of an effort to ask myself why, like, why are we posting this? Is it gratuitous? Is it for attention? Because sometimes it probably is, but what kind of attention though? Like, is it positive affirming, like, look, what is possible kind of attention? Or is it sometimes me attaching my identity as a parent to Avery's achievements as though I'm somehow responsible for how amazing she is? Um, I mean, it wouldn't be a, cal- a calculated conscious kind of thing, but I am sure there's been some element of that along the way. Anyway, uh, we're just going to keep, keep on keeping on in the hopes that we're doing it right and that we are making some kind of a difference and helping other families somehow. Um, And for new listeners, you can uh, visit us on Instagram and on our website if you would like to read a bit more about our backstory. And in the meantime, I thought we would just give you a little peek at us um, here. (laughs) I don't know why I did that peek. Uh, A few things about us. I'm overtired. Can you tell? I haven't slept for many, many, many nights consecutively in a row. Uh, Okay. So what was I going to say to you? Well, my name is Lisa. I am Avery's mom, obviously. We live just outside of Toronto in Ontario, Canada. And Avery's dad is Adrian; he's a phys ed teacher. Um, I'm a former elementary school teacher myself. Avery has an older brother called Sebastian, who just completed his first year of university, where he's studying psychology. And obviously, with parents like us, he's got plenty of research material right here at home. So there you go, Sebastian. Uh, What else about me? I i am obsessed with everything but the bagel spice and I put it on pretty much everything that I eat. <laughs> I also love putting labels on every surface of my house, but I'm not a big fan of putting labels on people. I like puns. I like big puns and I cannot lie. And I like making small talk with pretty much everyone I meet. And I'm a serial overthinker Uh, but I don't actually like cereal. So granola maybe, but cereal is gross to me. Uh, My favorite animals. Okay. So Avery and I were just talking about this before. I have quite a list, but I narrowed it down. My favorite animals are guinea pigs, (laughs) gorillas, and pot belly pigs, and also elephants and tiny horses. It's hard to narrow it down. My dream would be to run an accessible uh, hobby farm one day. Like how, oh, how awesome would that be? If it could be on the water, too, that would be lovely. And uh, here's a bit about Avery.
0: Hi, my name is Avery Elizabeth Formery. I'm, I'm, I'm 15 years old. I like basketball, baseball, dance, and cheer. Um, I, I, I had school today. It's so much fun. I like... Reading, coloring, those things. And then today I had um, a play day with Amanda today.
1: You love play dates. I do. Do you have any pets?
0: Yes, Kevin and Ruby. I have epilepsy. And um, I had seizures sometimes. And um, I... And it's hard to talk. I, I, I do sign language. I like this pocket. Thank you for listening. Isn't
1: she so darn cute? I could I could eat her up. I could eat her with the spoon. Although I get, I'm not allowed to say that. When I say that, she's like, because she's a very, uh, she's a highly literal child. She'll be like, mom, you cannot eat me. That is not, not good. So... I've stopped doing that. Anyway, uh, here's a bit of medical background. So as a result of Avery's chromosome disorder, she has a chromosome three deletion and a chromosome nine duplication. Because of that, uh, she has epilepsy and her first seizure didn't happen until she was like three years old, but we weren't entirely surprised by it because seizures are very prevalent in both her chromosome three and her chromosome nine disorders. Um, Also, where her deletion is on chromosome number three, it butts right up against the section of the gene where there's this electrical heart or arrhythmia disorder. And the syndrome is called long QT syndrome. And it's basically where uh, a component of a person's electrical rhythm is too long. And it can be very dangerous. And because it can present itself at any time without any warning, Avery is monitored very closely by her cardiologist, so we were there this week for her last appointment with this incredible doctor because he is now retiring. How selfish. Honestly, who does he think he is? No, we're very happy for him. And his wife, who works as the nurse in his practice, and she's lovely too, and we're going to miss them both, and ugh just makes me feel sick. Um, When Avery heard him say that this would be their last appointment, she started crying. And I looked at him and I'm like, this is on you. Like You need to take care of this. So she was just so upset and it was really hard, but I kept it together. I'm quite proud of myself. Well, I kept it together until later. And uh, I don't know, he's been looking after Avery's heart And I I guess, and mine in a way, since she was a baby and they've developed quite a bond. So saying goodbye to him was sad for her. And it was shockingly unnerving for me. Um, But he's not leaving us. i dry though. We're being transferred over to another cardiologist who I am certain will continue the level of care that we have become accustomed to. So it's okay. But change is really hard, especially when there's so much riding on it. So it's tricky. So in this last appointment, um, he let us know that Avery is still uh, in the normal range, electrically speaking, but that she has moved toward the high end of normal. So as her heart grows and develops, things could change. And so he reminded us to watch for symptoms like uh, shortness of breath, her lips turning blue, um chest pains trouble breathing things like that. So I told him about that that Avery had had a seizure a few nights before and he asked a lot of questions and I mean though her seizures were very frequent and serious when she was younger for the better part I would say of the last like decade They've been very well controlled by her meds. Like she'd have the occasional breakthrough with a fever or a sudden gross burder or what or what have you. Um, but for the most part, we felt quite calm about all of it. But the seizure last Friday night kind of it kind of changed that. Um, it happened in the bath, which is not ideal. And it's obviously the reason why an adult is always close by when she's in the bathtub. Um so I was in the kitchen getting snacks ready for our pod anniversary party, and Avery's dad, Adrian, he was on his computer on the bed outside our ensuite bathroom. And we have this kind of rhythm where I do stuff downstairs, get things ready, and he takes care of bath time because he can take care of bath time. He can go on the computer and check his crypto stats, stocks, whatever. I tune all that out. I have no idea. So he does that. So She bathes with, bathes, uh, that's a hard, she bathes uh, with the door open, um, but he didn't hear anything, like nothing out of the ordinary. So she got out of the bath, she dried herself off, she got dressed, and then she came downstairs. And she walked into the kitchen and I was like, what, uh, what's going on? And she just had this weird expression on her face. It was like guilt and Fear and something else, I don't know, something else mixed in. And she goes, "Uh, Mom, I got frozen in the bath. That's the terminology that she uses, frozen when she has a seizure. And so the way that she explained it is that her eyes went funny. And then she said her left arm was shaking. And then, of course, she demonstrated. And this is consistent with the type of seizure that she had when she was younger. They would start with a tremor on her left arm. And sometimes that would progress into a full um, generalized seizure and it didn't happen in this case, but I asked her why she didn't call out to her dad. And she was like, I couldn't make words. How terrifying must that have felt? Oh God. And how incredibly lucky are we that it stopped on its own and that she didn't lose consciousness and slip under the water. I seriously want to barf even saying that. So I asked her why she didn't tell her dad right away. And she said that she was worried if she did, we would cancel the party. Well, we didn't cancel it, but it was much shorter than planned because somebody was exhausted and ready for bed early. And, uh, I crawled right in beside her. So now we're back to showers, mostly but the girl the girl does love a bath so last night she asked my husband if she could have a bath not a shower because that's her jam we both say that now that's our new saying um but no seriously she <laughs> she's constantly using those words that's my jam this is my jam she has a lot of jams anyway bathing is one of them so her dad ran the bath and he took his position on the bed and this time though as part of the deal she had to sing the entire time that she was in the bath so as long as um her dad could hear her singing he knew she was okay. So luckily the kid loves to sing. So that worked out well. So anyway, um, I told our car- our cardiologist all about this, about this recent seizure. And um, I added that since this seizure, she's been sleeping in bed with one of us. And I half expected that he was going to tell me that that was completely unnecessary or even like, you know, oh, don't be ridiculous or something. Yeah, no, he didn't say that. He said, uh, you are right to be exercising caution. I didn't expect him to say that. So um, he told me that there is a link between the anti-seizure meds that Avery is taking and long QT syndrome. So he came across a study that suggested that the seizure meds, well, one of them that Avery takes, can mess with the cardiac um, rhythm in long QT prone people. So by upping her dose, like we did recently, because her dose is based on weight, um, and she's had a huge growth spurt, uh, it it could pose an issue. So I'm still processing that, but he wasn't overly concerned. But he said that we need to be vigilant in monitoring Avery, like in office visits and at home. And he also said there could be a link between long QT syndrome and SUDEP. And when he said that, my heart stopped. And if you don't know about SUDEP, it's uh, it's an acronym. That stands for sudden unexpected death in epilepsy. And I've written about it before, and we've shared that Avery and her friends lost a cheer and camp friend to Sudep a few years ago. And it was a, a devastating blow to our community. Um, I don't even I don't have it in me right now to talk about it. I don't even trust myself to speak about it without getting super emotional. So instead, I'll just link to that story in the show notes in case you want to know more about what suit up is. And my friend refers to it as the dirty little secret of epilepsy, because we never really want to talk about it. It's just, it's just too scary. Anyway, I guess this isn't really uh, a medical update as much as a holding pattern, I guess, because Avery is fine. Nothing has really changed. But what I feel like might be an important point to make is that caregivers of children with underlying conditions can never truly relax. Um, we go about our day and we live our lives and we go on vacation. Well, not for a really long time, but we plan to go again. We sign our kids up for sports. We have play dates. We send our kids to school and we make big plans for the future. Um, Because that's what you do as a parent, you are always looking ahead, you are laying the groundwork for next steps, always moving forward. But sometimes, as we lay that groundwork, there are cracks that sometimes trip us up. So here we are walking ahead one foot in front of the other, but then something happens that just will make us stop right in our tracks. And I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were talking about parents whose identity was maybe a little too wrapped up in their child's diagnosis or disabilities. And they were talking about parents, usually moms, whose social media identity, at least, was as like medical mama or special needs mom or disability mom. And it was really interesting. And I, I absolutely see what they're saying they are, they are not wrong. Because I mean, Avery and I are no longer connected by an umbilical cord, right? Like I am my own person with my own interests and my own accomplishments and unique talents. And Avery is too. She is her own person. We are separate and autonomous. But as parents especially parents of children with disabilities, everything we do, every place we go, every food I bring into the house, every decision we make about pretty much anything always has an underlying Avery element. And in, and in that way, my identity, my life will always be intrinsically entwined with Avery's so much more so than with my typical child. Although don't get me wrong, I still I still try to stick my nose in his life whenever I can, but he's not really having it. Um, because for him, that groundwork has been laid and his footprints, his tracks are leading farther and farther away from us, as they should be. God, this episode took on a much more serious and somber tone than I had planned. Oh, God, how do I transition out of this to Avery's silly joke? I don't even know. I think I'll just add a little music in between during the editing, <laughs> just as a little tone buffer. Anyway, it's a short episode today, I just wanted to kind of just discuss where my head is at. And um, this also explains the uh, lack of sleep because I have you ever tried sleeping beside a child who, first of all, she grinds her teeth when she's having seizures. I don't know. I've I've heard other um, parents say this when their child is either getting sick or having seizures, they grind their teeth and I woke up the other night in the middle of the night and I thought I was having a dream and I was like, "Oh my god, spring is here because the ice is cracking." And I felt like I was surrounded by icebergs and everything was cracking. No, it was Avery's teeth grinding and it was it was it was a lot. Anyway, so trying to sleep with that noise going on and then every, you know, Every once in a while, waking up and just putting my hand on her chest just to make sure it was going up and down. And uh, I often poke her right in the face and she doesn't appreciate that. Who would? But anyway, so we need to figure that out. So, in upcoming episodes, I thought we would take you along for the ride. We're trying to find some kind of tech advice, a tech um, assistance to help um, monitor her heart rate and her breathing um, during sleep so that. I can tuck her in and feel more confident knowing that she is protected. She will be okay. You know, if something happens, an alarm will go off and wake us up, you know? So we're investigating three different devices. So I thought we would um, come back and let you know how that's going because, you know, sharing is caring. Okay, I'm going to end there. And uh, that's all I got. I'll talk to you later. hey, just a little backstory on where Avery's joke uh, came from in this episode. Uh, So I'm doing this amazing, healthy program that I am loving. And they had this guest on, um, Chef Lynn Crawford, who if you know, you know, she's amazing. And so she invited us to take a little peek inside her fridge. And it was like looking into the face of God. It was beautiful. So I rushed out and got bins and I organized my fridge just like hers. And I highly recommend it. I can put the link to the original video that she did um, demonstrating and you won't be sorry, because if you do this to your fridge, you will, your life will just be suddenly so much better. It's true. I was giving a fridge tour on Instagram. I used this joke. Avery thought it was hilarious. And so she asked if she could include it in this episode. And yes, yes, you can Avery.
0: Why should you knock before you open the fridge? Because there could be a salad dressing. Eek! A dressing! Eek! Could be a dressing! Thanks for listening!
1: Your support means so much to us. So thank you so much for sharing the podcast and for leaving us comments and reviews. We really appreciate it. We are just thrilled to see this bright, beautiful community growing in this way. And if you know somebody who you think might enjoy this podcast, perhaps a disability family or just somebody who likes to chat, please send them our way. And if you'd like to leave us a comment or if you have questions or topic suggestions, you can leave us a comment on our podcast page on our website, which is linked in the show notes. Or if you want to get super fancy, you can leave us an audio message on the Anchor app. I know, it's super cool. Okay, thanks again for listening and we will talk to you soon.